For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Find everything okay? Whenever you shop Meyer, you shop for your entire community. You help support food rescue programs and simply give. You help keep your neighbors well with vaccinations, free prescriptions, and mobile medicine. And you help support sports teams across the Midwest. Whenever you shop Meyer, you help people in your community to work, to play, to live, and to learn. Thanks for shopping with us. Learn more at Meyer.com. At Freedom Mortgage, freedom means helping veterans achieve their home financing goals. Whatever freedom means to you, Freedom Mortgage has custom loan options to meet your needs, making home financing a custom fit. That's freedom. Visit freedommortgage.com forward slash VA to learn more. Freedom Mortgage Corporation, MLS number 2767, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org, 951 Yamato Road, Boca Raton, Florida, 33431, 800-220-3333. Licensed in all 50 states. For complete licensing information, visit www.freedommortgage.com forward slash state dash licensing. Equal housing opportunity. What's up, everybody? It's your boy B. Scott with the Philadelphia Eagles. I just want to thank you all for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe to the show and leave a five-star rating. Fly, Eagles, fly. This is a Brawl Network production. We're talking about practice, man. You're listening to Philly Sports with Giovanni. It felt really good to prove to everybody, but not only that, prove to ourselves that we we had great potential. And through the year, we just kept passing tests and passing tests. And eventually, we were the team to beat. Here's the man, the myth, the legend, Giovanni Hamilton. Welcome back to Philly Sports with Giovanni. Today I have Ed and Connor on. What's up? What's going on, man? Not much. How are you guys? Well, I mean, I'm making a, a couple appearances here and there, and I appreciate you having me on. I, I don't know if I really have the the camaraderie to come on these shows. Now you have all these famous people coming on. You're doing all these interviews for ABC, NBC, but again. Just as always, I got to come on and say, Giovanni, you are killing it. You're doing a great job. I appreciate all the hard work you put into the show. And for Eagles Raw, uh, no one knows the work that you do behind the scenes. No one really gives you enough credit for it. And I, I think for a 13-year-old, planning out his podcast, planning out his topics the way that you do, watching the film, watching the All-22, you, you blew me away each day, man. And I always had to say that right away to start the show off because we always have to – you don't like to pat yourself on the back. You're always the one that goes, you know, I could be better. I could do this better. But – uh, I know you need to hear this stuff, the motivational stuff, a little every now and then, just to let you know that we all love your show, man. You're doing a great job. Yeah, you're killing it, Giovanni. We have a lot to live up to here. <laughs> yeah, we do. We do. Um, you know, who else does he have on there? Uh, you got the letter Chris from Black Prescott. Yeah, Chris Long. I mean, you know, I, I don't know if we're worthy anymore, Connor. <laughs> I don't think so either. <laughs> no, I love having you guys on. It's awesome. We love being here. 
All right, so yeah, let's man. let's dive into this. Um, I'm really happy and impressed with how we played with all the injuries that we had. Um, I I never would have thought that we would have played this good and won and got a comeback like that. Um, what did what did you guys think about how how the offense played? Yeah, I, well, you know they played good in the last five minutes. They scored two touchdowns. Uh, until then, it was kind of inconsistent, but um, great comeback. I mean, re- it really, really was. Um, boy, I tell you, I have to admit, I was watching the game, and they're down 11, and there's, you know, the Giants just went on that 97-yard drive that really could have just kind of sucked the life out of Philadelphia. But, man, the birds, they hung in there. The Eagles came back. Carson Wentz. Uh, jump starts that drive. I think he hit the 50-yard pass to John Hightower to ignite that first drive to get within 20 to 21-16. And then uh, coming back, he starts the drive with two passes to Richard Rodgers for 10 yards and 30 yards. So uh, I thought the offense looked terrific in the final six minutes. Now they just have to figure out a way to, you know, do that for most of the four quarters anyway. Yep. You know, I, I think from watching the All-22 and uh, really sitting down and digesting this team and trying to be rational about what the Philadelphia Eagles are at this point, it's that they're 2-4-1, I came to the conclusion, Giovanni and Ed, I, I, Carson Wentz, you're in it every single game when that guy is quarterback, no matter what. Uh, again, this is a team sport. It's a, that's why the Eagles are 2-4-1. But he's here to play. He comes in and play every game. The game against the Ravens, I think, Honestly, it was one of his best performances of his career so far. Uh, to will yourself back with all the cards stacked against you, the way that they were. I mean, with Jamon Brown playing as awful as he was and uh, the Ravens defense being as good as they are, the team in general being as good as they are. To, for everything being stacked against you, Jason Kelsey being your only offensive starter out there, the guy just, just wins. The guy is a great quarterback, great talent. I think he's finally officially back. I think this Giants game just showed us once again, the Eagles are down and out. They had Suo Peta at left guard who played awful. Uh, they, they had Wayne who had to leave the game. They had to put Matt Pryor in who shouldn't play offensive tackle. Offensive lines in shambles, as we all know. The running game's not there. Miles Sanders is out. The wide receivers, he's still trying to build chemistry with, camaraderie with, and yet the guy puts you in position to win game. It's always going to be ugly with this team because of where they are right now at this point with all the injuries, all the talent that they don't have, with the chemistry not being there, with no preseason, no real offseason. It's always going to be these ugly games, but – I think Eagles fans can start holding their heads high because their quarterback is going to put them in position and win each game no matter what. Yep, I agree with that, Carson. Carson is becoming 2017 Carson once again. That's a fair assessment. I mean, the stats are not going to always show it, but, I mean, again, the stats are indicators of what you have around you. Uh, Those stats he had in 2017, they were great, but guess what? The Eagles were the first team in the NFL. I think one of the teams in NFL history to have three receivers over eight, uh, three receivers over eight. Uh, yeah, I think it was eight uh, reception touchdowns, which is Nelson Aguilar, Alshon Jeffrey, and Zach Ertz. Like they, they, they were really good that year. That's we we all like to say Carson Wentz was amazing that year. Nelson Aguilar played his best football to date. Alshon Jeffrey was a huge reason why the Eagles won the Super Bowl that year, the way he played wide receiver one. And Zach Ertz, we all know how great Zach Ertz is. But that that season was really when Zach Ertz finally really really came out into the scene and say, look, I'm I'm a top three tight end player. I think 
you're right. Carson Wentz plays that level. I just don't think everybody around him always does. And I think we always get caught in, hey, quarterbacks, this is the position that gets paid the most. This is the position that we idolize the most. They should be winning no matter what. The Eagles won with Nick Foles. They got a Lombardi with Nick Foles. Why aren't they doing this with Carson Wentz? But the fact of the matter is, this team around Carson Wentz is just not the same. So he's doing everything he can to get in a position to win, even though they aren't the same. I just, I, you can't talk enough about this guy. We crushed him for the first couple of weeks for how he was playing, but the guy is back. You're absolutely right. He is 2017 Carson Wentz. And I'll tell you right now, for everybody that bashed Carson Wentz last year, last year, the end of the season play, that was 2017 Wentz, too. I thought that was his best football of his career, actually, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Guy's a top, he's a top 10 caliber quarterback. He was just rusted. I mean, I think many people are hitting on it now, and as much as we hate to use the excuse because it happened to every other team, Carson Wentz is a rhythm passer. And if you don't have a rhythm, you're not going to get a good passer. And with no preseason, no real time to build chemistry with the guys since they're all practicing against each other, it just wasn't going to happen. And now he's finally building a rhythm. He got Travis Fulgham, who he trusts a lot, who's making the plays that he needs to make. He needs somebody else around him to step up. I predict it's going to be Jalen Rager when he comes back. I think he's going to give the Eagles a playmaking dynamic consistently that they haven't had for years. And I think once the tight ends are back, Zacherts and Dallas Goddard with Fulgham stepping up, with Rager offering a playmaking ability, I think this team can get hot on offense right, right at that time. And I think Carson Wentz's play will be even better. We'll completely forget that these major outlets even talk about benching him for Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Well, here's what I like, too, is um, the receivers. I mean, Greg Ward, you, you can't forget about Greg Ward. He leads this team in third down catches with, I think, 13 of them. And Always. That taxes to Greg Ward on third down, baby. Yeah. So you have Ward. And now you have Hightower, who has developed. And, and I think that's one thing that's going to hurt Jalen Rager. I hope I'm wrong. But when he comes back, he's, he's missed now, uh, you know, a month of, of time to develop. Uh, whereas Hightower has gotten that. We've seen Hightower drop a pass, but we've seen him catch two very long passes of over 50, you know, 50 plus yards. So that's a connection that is confidence builder. Exactly. It's, it's building. And, um, you know, it was interesting. We had talked to Aaron Moorhead earlier today, the wide receivers coach, and he was asked about um, Hightower. And he said, you know, after that Washington game, he said, look, he goes, you played timid. You know, he told him he played timid. He goes, you can play timid the rest of the season. And D-backs are just going to throw you around, and you're not going to win many uh, patterns. And we saw him kind of play a little timid. When Carson threw to him, he didn't fight to either break up that interception or compete for the ball, uh, and Carson ended up with an interception. But now he said ever since the first play of the Rams game, he said him and Jalen Ram- uh, yeah, Ramsey got into a pushing and shoving match. Uh, he goes, ever since then, he goes, that's it. Now he's got his competitive juices going. And, and you'll see it now. He gets into some pushing and shoving after the whistle and plays to the whistle hard. He's not being timid anymore. And I think that confidence is starting to grow. And if you get Ward playing on third down and you get uh, Fulgham keep doing what he's doing and now uh, John Hightower and then you bring in Jalen Rager, I mean, these are the weapons that Carson's going to grow with because they're young guys too. And this is exactly what the Eagles had hoped they would get when they drafted these guys and brought in Fulgham even. Um, and it's exciting when you think about the, the future uh, of Wentz with these guys. I agree with you, though. I think Hightower, we kill him for his chops, but I think it's just the case of rookie. I think the chemistry of Wentz, because I, I, the one against the Steelers and the end zone that I always reminiscent of, the one against the Steelers and the end zone that he dropped, because I just don't think he expected Carson Wentz to get it there. 
I don't think he expected Carson Wentz to find him where he exactly was. I don't think he expected him to hit him in the hands. And that's what happens. You're not expecting the ball to get there right there. You don't catch it. I think a couple times he's still trying to get that connection down Carson Wentz. But I'll tell you right now, that big 50-yard, 9-yard catch against the Giants, he torched Ryan Lewis and he caught that perfectly. And Carson Wentz put it right where his wide receiver can get it. And he caught it. Huge confidence boater. I agree with you, Ed. I think he brings, no matter what, even if, Look, Jalen Rager's the future Z. We all know that. I think that's what the Eagles are, are anticipating him to be. But if you can have a vertical threat as wide receiver four come off the bench to spice up the game or just throw him in there as a threat, like like uh, what the Cardinals used to do when John Brown was uh, first coming up in the league, that's that does that's huge for your offense to have that that element. And the Eagles never. I mean, they were struggling to even find one, let alone may, might have two. So I think it's great no matter what. I think John Hightower is a bright future also as well. I just want to clear, make sure that's known. Uh, go ahead, Giovanni. What's going on, man? I know you're hyped. Look at you over there. You're like, yeah, I'm so hyped, man. Carson Wentz has that weapons finally. Yes, it's it's finally. It's back to normal. Back to normal in Philly. Yeah. <laughs> no. After watching that game, Carson Wentz, he's my MVP of the game. Uh he gets hit so much, and you just see him get right back up. Um, I was interested with um, Richard Rodgers and how he played because he played really good, and that he was he played up to to almost Dallas Goddard and Zachary's level, and. Um, I, I think in in this Dallas game he'll he'll play pretty good too, and I think he'll be one of the weapons that we use the most. Um, who was your MVP after watching the game? Uh, let's see, that's a really good question. Um, my goodness, I, I'm probably going to say Boston Scott, um, just because that catch. I mean, it was a great throw from Carson on that 18 yard touchdown pass with 40 seconds left, but. How in the world Boston Scott even saw that coming in? He's a little guy. He's like 5'6", five, 5'7", five, and Jabril Peppers was right there in tight coverage. And just the way he somehow saw it and was able – it almost looked like he got it with one hand and then put a second hand on it. Just to me, a terrific catch. And with Miles Sanders not being available, I think you maybe would have liked to have seen him get a few more yards on the ground. But, you know, he was productive, and he gave them what they needed – with Miles Sanders not being in there. And um, had they not had him, you know, I mean, I even liked his pass blocking, to be honest. I thought he did a decent job in pass protection. But I give him the MVP just because he stepped up for Miles Sanders. And you hope, yeah. I'm not sure Miles is going to play Sunday, but I hope that Boston can repeat something similar. But that catch he made was, you know, that was just fantastic. And probably flew under the radar nationally. It didn't get a lot, as much love. But to me, when you're talking about a five six guy, five seven guy, uh, with someone right near him to see that ball come and, and catch it, terrific. I I agree at both points. I think Carson Wentz has a huge argument to be the MVP of the, that game. Again, like I said, to start the show off, guy puts you in a position, wills you to win that game no matter what with his talent. Always, always, always shows up. And, again, he dealt with the poor offensive line. And, like yeah. Ed said, Boston Scott, that touchdown catch was beautiful. And you're absolutely right. Jabril Preppers is all over him. He's blanking him to coverage. Uh, the ball placement there by Carson Wentz and then the catch by Boston Scott, absolutely insane. And I do want to actually, before we go to the next question and I answer, expand on this Richard Rodgers thought, because I think that's a great point that not many shows are talking about. 
bravo by you, Giovanni, to bring that up because I think it's something that we should talk about. And not only that, Ed wrote about it this week. Ed wrote exactly about that, so it's a good thing to tie into. So right after I get my answer, we should expand on that. Richard Rodgers becoming the, the tight end nobody expected to be uh, thought right there. But my answer is Jason Kelsey. You're, throwing, you're telling this guy to play with second and third string offensive linemen that he's never played with before to get them in position to at least be somewhat contributors. I mean, Jordan Mulata and uh, Nate Herbig always credit this guy. He's always been a leader of this team. Even before Carson Wentz was here, he shows it every single day. It's just because his plays don't show up in the box score. That's the thing. That's why we don't give Jason Kelsey enough credit. But, I mean, to be out there playing with guys that you have no, you had no real offseason with, you had no anticipation of playing with whatsoever before all these injuries happened to Brandon Brooks, Isaiah Malu, Jason Peters, Andre Dillard, Wayne Johnson, so on and so forth to still play at an all-pro level, to still get your offensive line to be somewhat contributive, especially with – I mean, let's let's not get it wrong, fellas. They have been playing bad, but if you look at the – if you look at these guys on paper, we should expect that. They should be playing worse. And I think the huge reason why they're not is because Jason Kelsey. So I think that's why he's my MVP so far. Yeah, Jason Kelsey, he's, uh, he's, he's awesome. He's fantastic. He is fantastic. But that Richard Rodgers point by you – I. Because Ed and I were talking about it, and then even Ed wrote about it. I mean, he might, he's playing himself into the Eagles tight end two job next year behind Dallas Goddard if everything keeps going the way it's going so far with the Earth situation. I mean, this is becoming a guy that Carson Wentz is even trusting in the passing game, and none of us saw that coming. Yeah. Wait, he, uh, oh, go, ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Like Richard yeah, I like Richard Rodgers. He's, he's, He's good. He's good at it. Um, he's good at football, and I I think that he can be another weapon. And um, he's he's playing up to to the tight ends that we have on our team, like Dallas Goddard and Zach Ertz. Yeah, right now he's the only tight end on the team. Jason Kroom and Hakeem Butler, but um, yeah, you know with. Richard Rodgers, uh, you know, he, had, he did have a good game against the Giants. He's very good against uh, zone defenses. I think he's very good at finding uh, open space and then making himself available for Carson to uh, throw the ball to. And um, that that's really a good weapon to have. But he was very good with the Packers early in his career. I mean, he came into the league as a third-round pick, uh, which is a pretty high pick. He was a top-100 pick in the 2014 draft, I think it was, and then – 2015, he caught eight touchdown passes from Aaron Rodgers, including that Hail Mary pass against the Detroit Lions that won that game. But um, And then, you know, something happened and his career didn't go the way he wanted. And now he's really persevered. He hasn't scored a touchdown since, I think, 2017. But, you know, we talked to him and he talked about how difficult it is when you're not attached to any team and you're just kind of out there and you don't have a team that's paying you and you have to stay in shape and you have to find ways to stay motivated. But you know, he's found a way and he's persevered. And sometimes when guys get, you know, have, have had early success and they come in as a Ballyhooed high draft pick and then things don't go their way, they, they could get down and, and you know, uh, go the other way. But he's really hung in there, persevered, and has uh, stuck with it. And now he's kind of ascending. And you're right, I think he is playing himself into maybe a number two tight end spot next year uh, behind Dallas. Yeah. Um you know, you know, some of my predictions were right. 
I got three. Tell him you got. Yeah, you were good in your pregame show, man. You were. He picked. Yo, Ed. He predicted the Jalen uh, Mills interception. Yeah. I saw that. Yeah, I saw him predict that. Yeah, okay. uh, I predicted the the Jalen the Jalen Mills interception, the BG fumble, and uh, the Carson Wentz rushing touchdown. Oh, yeah. Is there any way you can predict the Powerball numbers for tonight so I can play the Powerball and? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right, you gotta, you, Javon, you gotta go tell your dad, like, hey, man, FanDuel Sportsbook, DraftKings Sportsbook, I got, I got you. Like, I mean, these, those were two, those were three parlays you could have got some bucks off of. <laughs> <laughs> That's great, and that was a great interception Jalen Mills had too. That wasn't, you know, Diving. something that was thrown right at him, and he, and he made an easy interception. He, he dived at, he, you know, he dove after that ball, and I thought they were going to review it. I saw it. And I'm like, did that hit the ground? I mean, it was one of those where he was able to somehow keep it from hitting the ground. It was a great, great pick. And then Brandon Graham always shows up, man, when when the chips are down and it's late in the game, just like we saw him do in the Super Bowl. And, you know, yeah. he's, I think he's third in the league now in sacks with six. Yep. I mean, he's having a very, to me, again, under the radar type of season. But he's having a great, great year. Um, and he could have his first double-digit sack season. He's got six. Um, you know, and there's still what nine games left to get four more. To and they played the Dallas this weekend. Yeah, so but that offensive line is looking awful. Yeah, but I mean, he's just he's just such a high motor guy, and he's really uh, that was a great strip sack because you know you're still thinking you know the Giants could move in the field goal range. That Graham Gano is a pretty good kicker, and there's still a lot of time left. And then Brandon Graham just you know sealed it right there with a huge strip sack and. Vinny Curry was there to fall on it, and it was win number two, and that was exciting. That was that was an emotional moment for those guys. Brandon Graham is the Eagles' closer. Yeah, there you that go. He is. He's the Eagles' closer, and I predict that he has three sacks this weekend. So I'm just going to say it right now. Right, I'm going yeah. to bring up my prediction on Philly Sports with Giovanni, but I think Brandon Graham has three sacks against this Dallas line this weekend. I really do. I'm not even just fooling you guys. I actually do think he has three sacks. Man. That'd be sweet if that happens. I'd be, oh, jump off the walls, man. You know me. I love Brandon Graham. I even took a selfie with him, too. But, I mean, yeah, shoot, I think he can get three sacks. I think he get gets Dallas' D-line, I mean, offensive line. It's looking rough. Yeah, he just he just runs after people. Like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> usually, even when Dallas' offensive line's healthy, I mean, he's gotten the best of Tyron Smith in the past. They put him against uh, Zach Martin a couple times, and they kick him inside. He, it's not like he doesn't know those guys anyways, but then you look at their the, the guys they have out there now, and you're like, oh, he's going to eat these guys for lunch. Yeah. Uh, did you know Nate Gary actually got a sack? That yes. was That was, like, so surprising to me. <laughs> <laughs> Look, that was a big surprise. Yeah. As much as we as much as we kill these Eagles linebackers on this, not even just Philly Sports with Giovanni, we do it on Eagles Brawl too. But we we we, we bash these linebackers weekly. I will say all these linebackers are good at the run or playing this to get the uh, the pressure. If they can get if they send these guys on blitzes or they play them against the run, boom, they'll they'll get the stop. But everything else, yeah, no, they can't play linebacker. That's the thing. But Alex Singleton, I will say, is looking great. Yep. Yeah. Uh, He's coming on, Singleton. Right? He's coming on. Yeah. yeah I'm about to say, Giovanni, I, I, I could tell you being an Alex Singleton fan, that's that's the type of guy that you would root for. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I think the Eagles will win just because we are the better team. And um, the, uh, the, the Cowboys didn't run into Washington's face. 
when um when Dalton got hit and our guys ran into uh, Clowney's face when Carson got hit and you know I just don't I don't think that they they play with the 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 energy the energy that our team right this summer Sprite is bringing you the live from the label tour featuring live stream concerts from your favorite hip hop artists including Lotto Sawee and Jack Harlow need a ticket just buy a Sprite bottle and scan the label scan three bottles and see three of this summer's hottest shows we causing a commotion brought to you by Sprite get your ticket to Sprite's live from the label tour when you purchase a 20 ounce Sprite or Sprite Zero Sugar at your nearest retailer copyright 2021 the Coca-Cola company all rights reserved I agree with you they they look like they quit on that team they look like they quit on Mike McCarthy already I mean the, the coach is already calling out the players the players called the coach the week prior that, that I mean, and again, Andy uh, Dalton is the backup, but he wasn't Dak Prescott per se. But I mean, you would still think, even when your backup's in there and he gets hit like that, you would fight for your guy. That was a dirty hit, and I agree with you. They look, they, they look defeated over there in Dallas. That team looks like if they don't. I honestly, if they don't fire Mike McCarthy after the season, I don't know what they're thinking. That it's completely bombshell out there. Yeah. Uh, but I agree with you, Giovanni. I mean, the Eagles have heart and they have something to play for. Dallas looks like they they look like they don't even want to play for their coach. Yeah. Well, I th- yeah, I think a lot of the credit has to go to Doug Peterson. I mean, it, to me, the Cowboys look like they're just mailing it in. They're not even competing. And mm-hmm. you've never seen the Eagles do that. And that's a reflection of Peterson's culture. I mean, this is a team that's just as ravaged by injury as Dallas and some of the other leagues. And yet the Eagles are playing competitive football. They don't always win. They've won two. Uh, but they haven't been really blown out of any games. Uh, maybe the Rams, you could say. But uh, they rebounded and played a good game after that. Uh, but I think that's a reflection of Peterson and the leadership on this team. Brandon Graham, Carson Wentz. I mean, they've got leaders. Fletcher Cox, um, Zach Ertz when he's healthy. I mean, they've got leaders on this team uh, that would not let something like this happen with, with what's going on in Dallas. And they have it. I mean, when there's, I think it really is Dak going down that probably depleted them, to be honest with you, because when Carson Wentz went down in 2017, everybody rallied around Foles and they won a Super Bowl. Yeah. I agree with you, Ed. I think that's a great point. That's a lot of things that – Doug Pierce doesn't get credit for is this team always plays for him no matter what. Even if even that his rookie season, 2016, they went seven and nine. That team still brought a lot of effort every day, and they weren't expected to do well because again, they had a rookie quarterback and not that much talent, and they were going back from the Chip Kelly era. But I agree with you. I think Doug Pearson is obviously the head coach of this team. He's a guy you want to be the head coach of this team. Do you want him to bring in an offensive coordinator to help him out? Sure. I think you do at this point. But Doug Peterson, you don't fire Doug Peterson. No, that, I'm just, I, yeah. you don't fire a dog. He's a, le- he's a leader. I mean, let's face it. He's a good leader. Uh, you can question his play calling, but the guys play for him, and he, and he just has a good pulse. He's stuck around the NFL for 12 or 13 years as a backup. I mean, to me, the guy is a very good leader, and he keeps that locker room. He's very in tune with what's going on, and he makes sure he understands his players, and they, and they appreciate it, and that's why they play hard for him. So, yes, to answer your question, Giovanni, it sounds like Ed and I are all on board with uh, how the, the Eagles will play for their head coach. We don't think Dallas will play for theirs. <laughs> all right. Yep. Um, all right, Ed, if it's okay with you, I got some questions for you. Fire away, buddy. All right. Um, how did you How did you get into uh, Sports Illustrated? Um. Just being around the business for a long time and knowing somebody that kind of helped me get in and um, kind of took it from there. You know, sometimes, you know, when you 
pick a career path. It's not always what you know, but it's who you know. And um, that's kind of been the story of my career, really, even from when I broke into sports writing a very, very long time ago. Um, it was somebody that I knew who recommended me to somebody at the Philadelphia Inquirer. And that's kind of um, where my real first job was. Uh, I worked for a local newspaper, but uh, it was just knowing, knowing people and hearing about things and, you know, someone putting in a good word here and there uh, that really helped. So, you know, I'm grateful for um, everything I've had and for everything people have done for me. And I try to give back and, and reciprocate with that, you know, try to help others uh, along the way. I know I, several people that reach out to me asking me how do they get started and, and everything. And I always try to help them out as much as I can. Yeah. Um, so I can vouch for that, though. I can vouch for that. He does help me out a lot. He's been a great help. And he's a great help with the Eagles ball team. Yeah, well, Connor helps me out a lot, too, man. It, it's all hand in hand. You know, it's all about relationship building, just like football, you know, and and things don't always go your way. Persevering, like we talked about with Richard Rogers, you know, when things don't always go your way, you know, OK, just the sun's going to come up the next day and just keep at it and keep trying and keep working and try not to get discouraged and lean on your support system when you're feeling down, you know, like family and and close friends, you know, all that stuff. Um so yeah, that's that's a big big lesson right there. That's a good lesson. I think my my friend with green hair knows all about that, right, my friend? Yeah, yeah you, you know all. You're you're the definition of perseverance. Absolutely right, man. You're, that's very true. And you're and you got a great support system in place, and and that's what you lean on, man. That's that's who you you just lean on and thank God for every day. And Giovanni, if you ever if you decide like, hey, broadcasting's my thing. I need to get into this. I need to cover the team. You know, Ed's going to help you out. Yeah. Um, you always <laughs> want to be a writer. Make sure you hire me. Make sure you hire me, man, when you start <laughs> running the show, okay? Yeah. <laughs> like you already are running the show. I'm going to send you my resume. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. What was the question? Did, Did you I always want to be a writer? Um, no. Well, I didn't really know what I wanted to uh, be or do. I mean, it's. A lot of pressure on you know kids your age and a few years older like okay what do you want to be you're 18 now you should know and I didn't really have any idea I in fact I went to school initially to study accounting you know I thought I was going to be an accountant um, but then I looked at my SAT scores again and I did really terrible in math so I thought what am I what am I thinking here I did better in English so anyway uh, um, a sports editor asked me if I wanted to kind of cover wrestling matches because I was a wrestler and he said, you know, you'll get some byline and you can answer the phones on a Friday night and take scores over the phone and um, as a job. And, and this is what I'll pay. And I said, yeah, sure, I'll do it. It's a job. And I started to like it. You know, I enjoyed doing it. Uh, and that's kind of what led me into it. But I had no idea, um, to be honest, that that's what I wanted to do until I was like 22, maybe. Um, so, you know, and I was going to be an accountant. So, you know, you just never know. And it's there's a lot of pressure at young ages for kids to have it all figured out already. But don't nobody should feel that way. I mean, every, things come in time and you just have to be patient and wait for them to come to you. Yeah, I I, I can. I'm not I'm going to be honest. I can't relate to that just because I have everything already planned out. That's awesome. <laughs> and that's great. And I and I respect that. And I, I know people like that. And that's great. I envy people like that because I yeah, I, w- I wish I was a person like that. I'll tell you right now. I mean, yeah. 27 trying to get into this uh, podcasting industry and stuff. But I mean, that's just, 
I think that I, I know now this is what I want to do. This is fun. We have fun here. Yeah. Uh, but it, I, yeah, you have your whole entire life planned out by the age of 13 was insane. Not even 13. You, you're telling me like when I met you, like right when you turned 12, like this is, this is what I'm going to do. And the Eagles had, next to coach. Basically since I was like seven, right? Yeah. Incredible, man. And that is, that's great to be that focused and that dialed in. And like I said, I wish I was that way, but I, I wasn't. And there are people that way and that's great. I wish I was that way, but. Me too, man. Um, it's good. It's good. It's going to serve you well, Giovanni. Yeah. Um, were you always an Eagles fan? Is that why you cover the birds? Uh, well, I grew up in the area, and my father was a huge sports fan, and that's how we kind of started to talk to one another was sports. You know, he would read the sports page and then give it to me, and I'd read it, and then we'd talk about it. So, um yeah, we, I grew up a fan of all four Philly sports, and then I moved out of the area, and I covered some teams in Pittsburgh and uh, West Virginia. I covered the, uh, the university there, um, and then I was fortunate enough to be able to get back and cover the Eagles. And, you know, in this business, you don't want to be a fan. You, you know, you try to remain as, you know, middle of the road as you possibly can. Um, but, you know, I, I do like the Eagles, and I always will like the Eagles, and I'll always root for the Eagles. And someday, if I ever retire, that – you know, then maybe I'll get a jersey and I'll wear it, and, uh, you know, because right now I don't own any Eagles jerseys or hats or anything like that. But uh, I would love to have one. And maybe someday, like I said, when I'm not doing this anymore, uh, I'll do that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we got to we got to get him a jersey. We're going to be the first ones to grant him a jersey when he's on his retirement day. We're going to get it. We're, we're showing up with the big Ed Cross Eagles jersey on his yeah. retirement day and giving That's it to cool. him for Eagles yeah. ball. We, we all got to get one. Get yeah. together and then we can wear it. We can cut yep. it. Yep. We can wear it to your college graduation, Giovanni. Yeah. That's oh, yeah. That's all I like to hear. That's, there yeah. we go. Yeah, when you graduate college, buddy. Yeah. Who's your favorite person to interview in Eagles? Favorite person who? Where? To interview. Oh, to interview. Um, uh, I love, you know, Brandon Graham to me is just, you know, he's very infectious. He's got a great laugh. You know, he's always joking around and I miss not seeing him in the locker room. I mean, he's, he's probably my favorite person and he's a good interview. And, um, I, I really like interviewing Lane Johnson too. Uh, you know, Lane will tell it like it is. And he's got that Texas, Oklahoma draw, whatever you want to call that, that accent that he has. And, you know, he's just, I think, you know, he had a podcast too, and it was kind of cool to listen to him on that podcast outside the lane. And But he's one of my favorites, Brandon Graham. Um, I really like Boston Scott a lot as an interview. He's a very bright kid. Um, I enjoy talking to him, but um, those are probably my three favorites. There's a bunch of other. And that 2017 team, the Eagles won the Super Bowl. Every single one of those guys, except for one, and I'm not going to name any names, were great guys. I mean, terrific. Zach Ertz was phenomenal, always is phenomenal. I like talking to Zach a lot. Um, but every single one of those, and that's why I think they won the Super Bowl because there was just such great chemistry on that team and such good camaraderie. Um, it just filled with good guys, top of the bottom, the top of the roster to the bottom. I mean, just good dudes. And um, it, I haven't really met too many bad ones in, with the Eagles. You know, everybody seems to be, you know, there's a handful, but uh, I pretty much like to interview. Just about everybody, but my favorites are probably Lane, Boston, uh, and Brandon. Those are those are three guys I love to talk to. Yeah, Brandon will be really fun to interview. 
Yeah, he's you got to get him on your podcast, you want if you can. Uh, you know, uh, and I'll if I ever see him again. I mean, I only talk to him virtually with forty others that are you know on these Zoom interviews. But I, I'd put in a word for you because he's great, man. He's just a fun loving, you know, great dude to be uh, to talk to. Like I, I really like him. I took a selfie with him. Uh, all I had to do was oh, I mean, I have somebody on the Eagles team and that brought me down to the field on open training camp and be like, you got to meet my friend, Brendan Graham. And I was like, <laughs> like, I'm like, and like, please let me meet him. And I, I walk up to him and he's like, Oh man, he tells me all about you. I seen you on Twitter. I actually follow you on Twitter. You tweet way too much about the Eagles when they're doing bad. You need to tone it down a little bit. And then he's like, but we can take a selfie for the, for the Twitter, Twitter page. And we take a selfie, and I'm like, man, I love this guy. This guy embodies the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, he's fantastic. He's got a great laugh, very infectious laugh, big smile all the time. He's a nice guy. I think he's a good, once, good guy. Honestly, a lot of people kill him for how his career started off, and a lot of people are like, well, he was a late bloomer. He was not a late bloomer. He was a he was a push down the depth chart guy that got rookie that got injured. That was all it was. The Eagles brought in Jason Babin. They had Trent Cole they were committed to. It was just the dream team trying to win a Super Bowl, so they brought in the best talent they could. And at the time, Brandon Graham was unproven and he was injured. Finally got his opportunity when uh, uh, Trent Cole finally moved on because, again, when Chip Kelly got here, it was Connor Barwin and Trent Cole, and they rolled with that. Trent Cole moved on to Indianapolis. Brandon Graham finally got his opportunity, and look what happened when he finally got his opportunity. That's what it was. The guy was always great, destroyed in this town to start off his career because he got hurt, didn't live up to expectations right away because they're all Thomas. I could not be happier for an individual to crush those narratives, to be the guy who strip sacks Tom Brady, to bring back the Lombardi Trophy for Philadelphia. Couldn't imagine anybody else doing it but Brandon Graham. Yeah, uh, I know I know you know this, Connor, but I don't know if Ed knows this. I'm actually I'm trying to get Brandon on my podcast this week for Dallas Week. Let's keep our fingers crossed. Yeah, Let's keep our, I'm crossing my fingers for sure. I got it. I yeah. got it. I'm with you, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not forget Brandon Graham had microfracture surgery back in his, you know, when he got hurt. That was the injury. And that ended a lot of players' careers or kind of brought them back ineffective. And he overcame that. And that that right. that injury really impacted him for, you know, over a year, uh, you know, a season and a half, really. Um, but he overcame it. And that's, again, a credit to him and to, to you know, uh, his work ethic. Um, you know, you watch those – if you've – I don't know if you saw any of those Twitter videos over the summer, but his – his workouts when he was working out with, I think, oh, yeah. Darius Slay. I mean, he was more athletic than Darius Slay. I mean, he's doing stuff that Slay couldn't even do. And, and Brandon Graham is, you know, 6'2", 260 pounds, and he's he's more athletic than Darius Slay in some of those some of those clips. So, yeah, I'm a, I'm a big uh, fan of Brandon Graham. I hope you get him on. Keep on. I'm ready, I'm ready to do uh, that Giovanni Carson Wentz video where he goes, you're my hero. I'm ready to do that to Brandon Graham. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Connor, he texted me. He said, you said you were going to be on here just waving like, hello. Oh, yeah, I am. I, I, I was like, dude, I never want to interfere with your interviews. Those are sacred. Those should be all you. But I'm sorry, bro. I'm going to be on this one. I'm going to have my camera muted. I'm going to be waving in my webcam because that guy is my hero. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, fellas. Oh, again, the pod. Let's get score predictions. What do you guys got? 34 to 13 Eagles. Ooh. Wow. Convincing win. The Dallas second, dude, we, we cannot 
sit here and, and not recognize how poor that defense is. It's NFL historically paced bad. Yeah. This Eagles team can go into this week, have Travis Fogan go off, get some kind of rhythm going on offense with the receivers like John Hightower, Greg Ward, I, I maybe Jalen Rager. We don't know. I maybe I, I kind of have my doubts, but I mean, who knows? This is the week to put him back in to get his confidence going because this is how bad that Dallas defense is. Uh, I think this is a week where you could find rhythm with your receivers. You can get the passing game flowing good, get them going, get them excited going into the bye week. Uh, I think the Eagles win convincingly. Yep. Yeah. I was going to say the Cowboys just traded Everson Griffin too. So there's another, yep. another piece that's going, they just sent him to the lions, but um, you know, you're right about the defense. The offense has some weapons. I mean, I don't know who the quarterback's going to be probably the seventh round pick, but they still have three really good receivers with CD lamb, Amari Cooper, second in the league in receiving. And um, Gallup, Michael Gallup, I think that's his name, Michael. But those three guys, they're, they're pretty good receivers. So, you know, you, Slay can only cover one of them. You hope Avante Maddox is back and is able to cover. But I, I'm going to pick the Eagles in a comfortable win as well. I'll, I'll go something along the lines of like probably 30 to 17. I'll say Eagles win. I think Washington laid down the formula pretty well. Look, I don't, I don't, I don't really fathom what Ben Fiducci, whatever his name is, is has to come into because Dallas's offensive line is that bad. Uh, Washington destroyed him with their defensive line like they did to Philadelphia in week one. If the Eagles defensive line could step up and do it again and make Ben DiDucci's day awful like I, I would anticipate they should, uh, I don't see how those guys really matter like they did last week against Washington. I know that those are big weapons. And I know the Eagles secondary is susceptible to letting those weapons go off, but if you get after the quarterback, I, I – I, especially the guy making his first career start who never expected to even play against that off that's that offensive line that he has in front of him. I mean, I, I think there's, I would be surprised if they get more than 13 points. Yeah. Um, my score prediction was, uh, 27, uh, six birds win. Nice. I like it. I think it's they win cool. convincingly too. At least we both think that they win convincingly. We all sound like that because yeah. the cards are against Dallas. I think you hit on it with your theory the most to start the episode, uh, to start the whole game preview segment off was with Dallas looks like they quit on their team. Like the team looks like they quit on their coach. I don't think it's going to change this week. Mm-hmm. No, I don't, I, I don't see it changing either. And, and I, they don't have the leaders. I mean, who, who's the, Jerry Jones was asked about that. I think on a radio station the other day, like he got mad and he got, he got mad. mad, you know, and he they asked him, do you think there's a lack of leadership and he said no and then they asked him again and he said let me shut up let me answer the question no so but that to me indicates that yes there there is an issue with leadership and yeah. if you start trade away guys you're kind of starting to wave the white flag what, what kind of message does that send to your locker room like hey you know yeah. we're shopping you guys how 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 can you expect your players to play hard for you when you know that they might not even be here next week so mm-hmm. i great i think point. you're catching a really lowy dallas team at a great point to uh Finally get some rhythm. Finally get some momentum going. When it, This Dallas team might be as awful as they are, but if the Eagles beat them in convincible fashion like we all assume they would, that's that's going to build momentum in that locker room no matter what because they beat Dallas and they beat them good, and that gets the Eagles hype. Yeah. Uh, thanks for being on, guys. Anytime, Giovanni. You're in now. You guys yeah. are nice. I love having you guys on. Thanks. We love talking to you. Were we as good as Tori Smith or Chris Long or any of those guys? Yeah. 
Uh, <laughs> I, was say, I don't know. I think you're being a little nice there, but I'll take yeah, it. I'll take it. <laughs> All right. Thanks for having us on, Giovanni. Thank you, Giovanni. Go birds. Go do your homework now. Clorox knows you want your clothes smelling fresh and clean, but sweat happens. That's why we created Clorox Fabric Sanitizers to freshen up your clothes between washes, pre-treat extra stinky laundry, and make sure every last odor comes out in the wash. Clorox Fabric Sanitizers take care of all that and eliminate 99% of odor-causing bacteria. Plus, they're bleach-free and safe for all colors and fabrics. When it counts, trust Clorox. Your AC works overtime all summer, so be sure to replace your old air filters with new Filtry air filters. They recommend updating HVAC filters at least every three months all year round. So order your Filtry air filters today at Filtry.com. Let's clear the air. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.